Hi, welcome back to Chats with Chaz. Thanks for tuning in. Come for the stories, stay for the puns. <laughs> okay, so I've never really done this before, but I'm going to start a podcast and I'm really excited about it. This is a podcast where I just want to kind of share a little bit about who I am and then just share things that I find super valuable in my life. Today, I want to talk about the guidebook of my life. I have a book that I studied a lot on my mission that really formed a lot of how I see the world. And this guidebook is called the Preach My Gospel Manual. Um, whether you've read it on your mission or you haven't, it's okay. I'll kind of like explain a little bit about it, but I absolutely love this book. It is the coolest thing that I have ever found in my life. It has ways that you can manage your time. It helps me find new friends. It teaches me about really how to understand the spirit. When I first studied it, I finally understood what the fruits of the spirit really meant to me. And I was able to identify that guide in my life like never before. So I just want to share a little bit about the Preach My Gospel Manual and when I first got introduced to it and then explain how this book kind of forms my mindset in everything that I do and say. So yeah, the Preach My Gospel Manual was introduced to me when I was in the MTC. So I served a mission in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. I was told to read the book, uh, read the, the Preach My Gospel Manual and it was uh, it was quite the experience. I quickly realized that the Preach My Gospel manual was inspired of God because this manual was put together by all of the 12 apostles, the prophets. They all got together with all of the, the gospel experts and talked about what is the most important thing that new people needed to know about the gospel distilled down to its most basic form. And so a lot of the scriptures talk about Truth is things as they were, are, and always will be. And I feel like there's a lot of truth in the Preach My Gospel manual because it's things as they are. It explains it in very simple terms what the gospel of Jesus Christ is and how we fit into it. So as I was studying it, I realized that each one of these chapters had very, very vital lessons. And as I studied them, they became ingrained into my soul. So... Let me just briefly go through each of these chapters and just break down what exactly each one of them is and then what it means to me. And the first chapter talks about what is my purpose as a missionary. And I'll probably go into these stories a little bit more in detail, but basically this chapter is going over, you know, what is my purpose as a missionary? And we had a, a mantra that we had to memorize, which is to invite others to come into Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel through faith in Jesus Christ and his atonement, repentance, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. And we memorized that. That has a very special meaning to me because I would often talk with my mission president and I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression while I was on my mission. And I was scared and I really needed a lot of help that wasn't there. And I usually had my parents to like make me feel better. And when I talked to my mission president, he was very commandante. He was very much of like a military leader type of a leader where he said, I don't have time to like coddle you. I need you to really understand what you need to do for your own emotional self-reliance in order to continue the work. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And he said, listen, elder, anytime you ever feel discouraged, I need you to just repeat your purpose. What is your purpose? And I'm like, invite others. And he's like, good. I need you to memorize this and then practice it all the time. That helped me a lot with my anxiety because 
whenever I started overthinking things, all I had to do was just go back to my purpose, which was to invite others. If I was inviting somebody that day, I knew I was living my life with purpose. So living your life with a mantra or a purpose statement really helps you to hone in on what really matters most. And it cut through a lot of my anxiety. This whole chapter just breaks down what exactly the purpose of a missionary is. And it taught me what was really important to me as a person and as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I love this chapter. The second chapter is awesome. Have you ever wanted to know like how to study the scriptures? Well, there's a chapter that's called, how do I study effectively and prepare to teach? The most effective form of learning that I've ever learned is actually whenever I was learning for somebody else, because that's what this chapter talks about is identify the needs of people you're teaching and then study according to those topics. Because before I was reading the Book of Mormon and I was really bored or I didn't retain anything because I didn't know the value of it. And it wasn't until I realized that if I study by need, then it suddenly becomes exciting. And I retained a lot more and I really wanted to memorize the scripture because I knew that Alejandro needed to hear that. And if I'm a fumbling around with my scriptures, like, ah, I don't know where to find this scripture, then I'm not going to be able to help him. I really love the scripture that talks about, you know, ask for your daily bread. That I, I realized that every single day you have a need for yourself or for others. When you study at the beginning of the day for those needs, then you're properly prepared or you're properly nourished to take on those needs, whether it's for your work, for school, for dating, for being with your friends or working through your family problems. If you study your scriptures according to those needs, that scripture will come back to you. That teaching, that doctrine will come back to you at the moment you, you need it most. And I just love studying in preparation for my own personal needs now that I'm back for my mission or when I was on the mission, I was studying for the needs of my investigators. Okay, for the third chapter, it's called, What Do I Study and Teach? And this, oh, I'm going to go into so much detail about this chapter because it is everything. This is, how I, this is how I think, okay? What do I study and teach basically encompasses absolutely everything that you need to know about anything that matters. Just got to think about that for a second. Anything and everything that matters is encompassed in this chapter, which is kind of hard to wrap your brain around, but... If you think about it, we have very specific teachings and doctrine that actually matter to our salvation. Everything else is esoteric doctrine, and it doesn't really matter. So I love this chapter because it breaks down into five lessons. Everything an investigator needs to know about the basics of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, and everything that we need to focus on in the plan of salvation where we fit into it. So lesson one is the message of the restoration. That's why does it matter that this church is the true church? And it puts it in context that where we are in this day and age, you can't just join any other church. You have to join the church that God has sanctioned. And lesson one teaches that. Lesson two is the plan of salvation. And I love this one because it gives me a proper scope of the eternities. Whenever I am too stressed about work or I get down in the trenches, I call it down in the trenches of the day-to-day -day life, I can, I can very easily get depressed or very, very sad or anxious about these little things. But when I remember the plan of salvation and in this huge plan that our heavenly father has planned for us, then I get a proper scope of what really matters. And my anxiety goes down and I find peace. And I remember that my family and my ordinances, those are the things that really matter. And I love that we have these truths that we know that this earth life is just a very small moment 
where we get to choose Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And this is where we get to prove that we have faith and everything that entails with the resurrection, we we get to have a better life in the future and that gives us hope. And I'll go more into detail about what I love about those in the future. Uh, lesson three is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I am so excited to go through these podcasts and just break down why I love each of these because I, I didn't realize that I was so passionate about this, but I talked about this for two years in the borderlands of what is. And I loved it because I understood what truth was. I don't know. Anyway, so the gospel of Jesus Christ basically breaks down the gospel cycle of faith, repentance, baptism, the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. And my mind was absolutely blown the first time I ever realized that it was a recurring cycle of five principles that Jesus Christ teaches in the Book of Mormon and in the scriptures. I, I remember I was in the MTC and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it makes sense now. I thought it was just five random principles that Joseph Smith threw together and called an article of faith. No, there is a system and it is perfect and I absolutely love it. So I'll talk about that more later. In lesson four, they go over the commandments and everything that an investigator needs to know about getting, like being a full member of the church is talked about in the commandments. And I love it. When we obey the commandments, we are blessed by the Lord. If we follow the Lord, we prosper in the land like the Book of Mormon talks about. And I couldn't agree more. As I go over each of the commandments that I absolutely love and sometimes want to love but don't really understand, uh, it'll be very clear about why it's such an amazing opportunity to uh, follow the commandments of God and find true, true joy and lasting peace. The last lesson is called uh, Laws and Ordinances, and that basically goes over, you know, you got baptized and you repented and now you're a disciple of Christ. How would you like to participate in the church? Now you get to hold the priesthood. Now you get to have a calling. They introduce temple work and doing baptisms for the dead and to ensure that everybody that came before you can also be saved and you can be a big, happy family. And that's all just lesson three. What do I study and teach? That basically encompasses everything that matters to you. The commandments, the plan of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the restoration of Jesus Christ's church. And it's all encompassed in lesson three. When I studied that on my mission... I fell in love with it because now I understood what matters and what doesn't. Where am I going to go to school? What job am I going to have? Should I buy this car? Should I not? All of those decisions and questions, they didn't really matter. Like I can make a decision and it would be okay. But whether I wanted to return to God's presence, whether I wanted to be faithful to my covenants, eternal families, developing Christ-like attributes, those are the things that actually matter. And I loved that once I understood that. So moving forward with the Preach My Gospel manual, you have chapter four, how do I recognize and understand the spirit? Okay, that's a question that everybody has probably asked at one point in their life. God speaks to us in personal revelation. And if we listen, we can be guided to bless those around you or guided to situations where the Lord can bless us. But how exactly do we hear that? We hear, I want that Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder, in my ear, kind of guiding me through life. I'm not entirely sure I know how to recognize the voice of the Spirit. Well, this chapter goes over it, and it unlocked for me the way I hear the Spirit for me personally, because it's very different for each person. Number five is, what is the role of the Book of Mormon? Super good chapter. I can't wait to talk about it. Number six is one of my all-time favorites is, how do I develop Christ-like attributes? Essentially, when you choose to follow Jesus Christ, you become his disciple, which means that you promise that you're going to follow in his footsteps. Come follow me, right? But 
the only way to do that is to become like him. And the only way you know how to become like him is if you develop attributes of this man, of this savior, of this son of God. And the most basic Christ-like attributes are broken down into this chapter. And I love it because it has the most basic definition of what the attribute is, how it's manifested, and then scriptures that you can study. I'll be going over something that I learned from or one of my MTC teachers about the doctrines, the principles, and applications. That's he always said it like that. The, the doctrines, the principles, and applications that are entailed in the Preach My Gospel manual. And it's basically how to, you know, learn about the meaning, understand the principles, and then apply what you learn. And that's how you repent, and that's how you become like Christ. Anyway, I'm so excited to talk about it with you guys. It is really, really fun. Number seven was, how do I better learn my language? And I don't know, I feel like it's a very useful chapter. I don't know if I got like super inspired on spiritual matters, but it definitely talked about when you're learning something, learn with the spirit. And I learned, I don't know, I learned Spanish pretty, pretty well on my mission. And it was thanks to those chapters. Number eight is a vital one. And I encourage anybody whoever wants to be more productive to read number eight, how do I use time wisely? Even if you don't serve a mission, I know it's going to be very missionary focused, but the principles that are taught there is very similar to the seven habits of highly effective people, like beginning with the end in mind, begin with goals, set goals, make plans to meet those goals. That's the first time I ever really got introduced to planning my life with purpose. And I learned that from this chapter. Number nine is a fun one. How do I find people to teach? Now, it's very useful as a missionary. You need people to teach. And so what are the methods for finding people to teach? But it's also kind of fun as a a single YSA of the church to also apply it to dating. How do I find people to date? And (laughs) a lot of the principles do apply. I know it sounds cheesy and I know it sounds weird, but... We are all looking to continue in our progression to find somebody to live life with and to get married. And so finding someone to marry is definitely a process that involves the Lord and he wants to help you. And so following these lessons, it can be pretty fun to apply these lessons to finding someone to date and eventually marry. And I know that sounds super hyper-focused, and I've chilled out a whole lot about dating over the years, especially now that I'm 25 and still single. I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, it's not all in my control. There's very much, it's a situational thing. But (laughs) it's still fun to keep these things in mind. We'll probably talk about it a little bit. Uh, Number 10 is how do I improve my teaching skills, which is great because we always need to teach in the Savior's way. I remember I received a manual while I was in my mission, a separate one from this one, uh, that was called Teaching in the Savior's Way. And I remember I loved it so much that I actually cut out the the ways, like certain pages from that manual, and I punched holes in it, and then I bound it into my Preach My Gospel manual, and I just added it to this chapter. And I really like Teaching in the Savior's Way. Lots of inspired questions, letting people use their own agency to learn for themselves. It actually influences a lot of the decisions I want to make when I'm a parent raising a kid. And number 11, how do I help people make and keep commitments? That's an interesting one because it's also a lesson on agency. You can't force people to do things. You can never force people to do things. You, I experienced a lot of uh, persuasion and, and manipulation in my own life from people around me, and I didn't like being manipulated. But I do appreciate it when someone 
promises blessings testifies of their own conviction of the blessings and then simply invites. I love that. If you just invite someone, it gives them the option to choose. And it's a very faith-based method. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then 12 was, how do I prepare people for baptism and confirmation? That's a pretty good one. I don't remember a lot of gems from that one, but I'll, I'll reread it and then see if I can remember anything that I love about it. And then chapter 13 was, how do I work with stake and ward leaders? Again, also a very good auxiliary chapter. I'm not sure how it applies to my passion for the Preach My Gospel manual, but I'll reread it and see if there's any gems that I find from it. Essentially, this book means so much to me. It's not to replace the scriptures. It's a supplement to the scriptures, but it's definitely, I don't know, it's definitely formed the way that I think, mostly because of chapter three, uh, which is the one with all the lessons in it. Because as I studied those lessons, I finally understood the importance of the restoration, that this is the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I've prayed about it myself, and I had to know for myself. And I love the command. I love the commandments. I don't always obey the commandments. I'm still working on them. I have a lot of habits that I'm trying to break. But I do have a knowledge of the blessings of each of the commandments, and I really believe in them. And so I'm very grateful that we have this manual, and it, it really is. It's the guidebook of my life. I structure all my thoughts around it. I structure my, my repentance process around the, the manual, and I absolutely love it. So I think that's what my next couple of episodes are going to be about. I'm just going to break down the different chapters of this guidebook of my life and explain why I behave the way I do. Why is Chaz always so bubbly or why is he so outgoing and, and optimistic? But also, why is he also kind of sad sometimes when on the outside, he's not always that way? You're going to learn a lot about me, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but a lot of this has to do with the knowledge of the truth that I've learned from the Preach My Gospel manual and from the scriptures, obviously. Everything in the Preach My Gospel manual points back to the Book of Mormon and the other scriptures um, that we have today. And that's where I've learned the meat of the truth. This guidebook just gave me a good springboard and a structure for studying the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you don't already know this, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a Christian. I am a 25-year-old single man living in Lehigh, Utah currently. I'm a marketer, and I am a pianist. I, I have a lot of different interests that I like. But I really want to share my thoughts and feelings with you so you can, I don't know, kind of get to know me, but understand maybe some lessons that you would like to learn for yourself along the way. Because I believe that you can indeed find joy. You can learn how to be absolutely awesome with the help of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's kind of an introductory episode. You've learned a little bit about my passion for the Preach My Gospel manual. I will probably be talking a little bit more about uh, what it's like to be a 25-year-old male living in Lehigh and getting into careers. I just started a new job as a marketer. I've never done marketing a lot before. I love making videos and doing motion design. And so I can probably teach a little bit about finding your life's task and then becoming a genius like Einstein for yourself when you identify your life's task. Um, I, that's mostly based off of a book that I read recently called Mastery by Robert Greene. And fascinating book. I highly recommend you read it. Or if you want, listen to my podcast about it. And I can give you the distilled version of all the great takeaways from that book. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I'm glad that you got to chat with Chaz today. I hope you have a great day. Hey!